this is episode 25 of Going Beyond Salvation. Um, this is your host, Jess Robinson, and you know, today's kind of been one of those days. Usually I go to work, and like yesterday, it was there was a snowstorm. And I decided, I had made the decision, because of the roads, there was reduced visibility that I was not going to drive an hour and fight roads for an hour. Um, when I could just stay home and work on stories at home. You know, these days we just, we're lucky, we have technology. And it's really hard, because today I... I had woken up, I had checked the Wyoming Department of Transportation road report, and it was saying slick. And as a reporter, I go, one of my, they call it beats, which is an assignment, is the court. And I had been informed yesterday that we were going to have court Tuesday afternoon. Now, the thing about Basin is it's a very small town, and the problem in that area, especially in Bighorn County, is there's hardly any attorneys. They actually have to do the public defender's office in Cody, Wyoming, for a lot of criminals, or defendants is the better term, because they're they're innocent until proven guilty, but... um. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the deal. I'm going, looking at the storm yesterday and I said, there's possibly no way that a lot of us can make it if they don't start plowing the roads. And, you know, because a lot of these attorneys, there was actually one from Powell because Powell is part of Park County. The rest of them are actually Cody attorneys. And... Um, I sat there and I said, I wonder how many actually put a motion to continue in. And one had already put a motion to continue in way before for another case. And I sat there and I said, well, you know, we'll see. I'll call in the morning. Well, when this morning I, I called, you know, going, well, I can wait for so many hours and then I can just try to go. Well... I called the court and they said, well, it's kind of up in the air because the judge, the judge for even Bighorn County is from Thermop is in Thermopolis, which Thermopolis is, is closer to Wind River Canyon, which they get a lot more snow than we do. And so this per this judge is kind of not wanting to go out on the roads either. So they said courts up in the air we'll call a little bit later in the morning. And so I said, okay. And so I texted um, my one coworker who's kind of like the manager. And I just said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and watch what the roads do. Because I had checked the webcam. And the thing about rural Wyoming, when you get up to the northern part of Wyoming, compared to the southern part where you have the interstates, is you have a lot of roads that wide. YDOT, which is the Department of Transportation, they they do not report the road conditions. 
And so most of my route actually to work is not reported. So I, it's a guessing game for me when I have to, when a snowstorm happens, because the road that I have to take is notorious for being very icy. My dad, who was a truck, you know, was truck driving for Sugar Beets for a couple years. They were out in Emblem, which is on the way to Basin. And there was times he slid off the road in, in a semi, and he was just like only doing like 30 miles per hour with a semi going down a hill because it's so slick. And he's just like, you have no control. You have no brakes, nothing. And so when I took this job, he's like, you got to be careful. And they're just going to have to be understanding if you cannot make it because, you know, it gets really bad on that part. And he says even he had seen people in regular, you know, SUVs like mine slid off the road because... You know, and he said they were, you can tell they were only doing maybe 30 miles per hour as well. You know, they're not speeding, they're sliding. And the Department of Transportation was supposed to fix it. They did some construction and never really got fixed. It actually made it worse and actually dangerous, um, this road. And so there's hardly any places to turn around. And so... YDOT does not report the road conditions on that road. And everybody goes on that road because it's a shorter distance to, to get to Grable and Basin. And so I sat there and I said, there's only one webcam at the turnoff there to that road. And it's the Grable Highway. There's no other cameras until you get to, like, on the way to Manderson, which is past Basin. And so, I'm like, great, this is a guessing game. Do I go? What do I do? So, I had told my coworker that I'm not going, you know, to go until later in the morning because I want to, to be safe. And I was like, I'm going to let the plows go through. And she said, well, the plows have gone through. Everybody that I know on Facebook that works in Powell from Grable has said that the, the, the roads are clear. Well, you have to be careful with what people say because some people have what is called four-wheel drive and they have a big old truck with snow tires. And even then, they're very ignorant to the fact that, yes, even though a plow goes through, doesn't mean that's a clear road. It could have ice still and see YDOT on the highway going to Grable, which they actually report, was saying slick. Not slick in some spots, which, you know, I don't worry when it says slick in some spots because generally most of the time it's in these little areas where there's a patch of trees and the snow blows across, but it really has nowhere else to go and so it freezes. And those are the areas and you just, when you start driving that route, you know where they're at. So you start, you know, preparing to slow down because you know where those areas are at. But no, it said slick and it was orange. And I sat there and I said, I don't trust it. And I just did not feel comfortable. And I'm one of those people 
you know, part of my Enneagram test, I was a six and a healthy six can actually discern, like, especially discern people, um, very well. And if they also live, if they're unhealthy, they live in fear and think of very worst case scenario. So I tend to question myself if I'm being an unhealthy six and going, well, am I just imagining every worst case scenario? Or is this the Holy Spirit telling me it's not safe? And see, prior to the snowstorm, I had like, I had this inkling, like I was saying to myself, I need to call this person to schedule an interview for a story. And the Holy Spirit was stopping me and saying, no, you need to get these other two stories done before you leave. And I'm like, okay, so I got those stories done. And I was happy because I got those two stories done before the snowstorm. And then like yesterday, I, I worked on a third story and I got done in time. And so I just had this feeling. I'm like, I just, but I was getting texted by this, this coworker just trying to make me go. And I was a rush and it was a rush. And so I finally just packed my lunch and I decided to try to attempt with my little SUV. And um, the first part of the drive, I thought I had some hope, a glimmer of hope that, okay, yeah, there were some spots I had to slow down at, but there's a glimmer of hope. Then I turn on this notorious highway that is not reported and I am sitting here going, these people on Facebook do not know the difference between a clear road and black eyes. And I'm like, and how they did not crash, I don't know. But, you know, I sat there and I said, unless they took a way different route, I don't know. And so I, I was going on that route and... It was just ice and my tires, you know, I was doing 35 and my tires were just wanting to slip. And see, I have, you know, a good set of tires. Yes, they are starting to wear a little bit, but I got a good set of tires that my husband and several tire technicians recommended. And so I sat there and I said to myself and I was starting to like have a panic attack and I was just praying and I just sat there and I said I have to turn around I cannot go like there was just something telling me do not go any further do not go any further so I sat there and I said I'm turning around which is hard on this highway to turn around because it's so narrow and so you have to find like a farmer's turnout that has like the plow had gotten into so that the mail, the post office person could go up and drop off mail in the mailbox. And I, you know, did a no-no and did a U-turn. I will confess that I did a U-turn on the highway and backed on the highway, which you're not supposed to do, but it's like, I have no choice. I have to get out of here. And you know, it was hard and I was going home and, you know, I was just, there's tears coming down my eyes because I just said to myself, you know, why would I allow myself to fall underneath the pressure of somebody? And I was really frustrated with this person going, 
why would you push your own coworkers to drive on a highway that is not safe? You know, and they don't know, but they're going off of what people say on Facebook. They don't know the road conditions. They don't know the road like I do. And it was hard. I was having a hard time understanding that. And when I got home, I had to just, I, I was weeping and crying and I just called and I said, I am not, I had to turn around. I am not going to be there. And I just, and even though, yes, there are some court hearings happening this afternoon. And one of them is a notorious case that we've had, um, that's dealing with opioids. But at this point, I just sat there, it's like, it's my life. And, you know, how can I, you know, you know, I just can't see myself making a stupid decision and having my husband have to deal with the repercussions if I get in a wreck, you know, because I was going to have to come back through that same, you know, what was in my mind was, it's already late in the morning and we're hardly having any warm temperatures. My problem was the roads are not going to be thawed out. And by the time I'm going through, they're actually going to start freezing again. And I sat there and I said, it's not going to be safe because everybody's going to be trying to get home and I'm going to take it slow and somebody's going to pass me and... And yeah, I could be thinking the worst case scenarios, but I was also sitting there thinking, going, I cannot be reckless at the same time. I can't be reckless. And I went home and, and, you know, I'm just going to be honest about things in my life right now that, you know, because people think that, you know, just because you're a Christian means that you have everything in your life all together. You know, I'm going through a season of being in a fiery furnace right now, you know, and to be honest, it's been hard having to go to my job in Basin because, you know, for one thing, I can't write about what I want to write about because, you know, can't talk about your faith because it offends people, you know, it especially offends a denomination over there. So it's really hard um, to, to be told you have to stay silent. Um, it's hard because I work with coworkers that, you know, they call, you know, it's, it's hard and I don't want to be mean, but this is what I'm seeing. It's they're settling and yeah, well, you got to do your job as a reporter and set aside your your faith aside. And that's not how my life works. I do not set my faith aside. And, you know, and like I was saying yesterday, when I was talking about the Super Bowl party or the Super Bowl halftime um, thing, um, that it's really hard, you know, but... I have to take a stand for my faith and say, no, I'm not going to do this. And if it gets me fired, it gets me fired. And so a part of me was 
a part of me was saying that, um, I just told myself at some point that as I was coming home, you know, and it's just, everything was just kind of falling apart because I've been holding so much in and just, yeah, I told people things aren't going well at work. I've told people that, but a part of me has been in this furnace and I'm sitting here going, you know, I have these desires, I have these dreams and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm a reporter. I'm a reporter in Basin, Wyoming. I don't get to go have lunch with my husband. I don't, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, people shrink back when I say I'm a reporter because of things that are going on in the secular world. Because yes, I'm going to admit the media and a lot of reporters are being dishonest and you know, not, they're falling away from what AP, you know, the Associated Press laid down as rules years ago. And, you know, it's, and even though I'm talking about this right now, I'm not scared if I get fired because I'm letting my feelings be known that it's hard, (laughs) you know, to be where I'm at. And I have these dreams of, you know, like I told Jay, it's like I have these dreams and these desires that, you know, I just feel the Lord, you know, when I'm praying and, you know, we're trying to find a house and it's like my heart's desire is to have a house where we can have believers and non-believers in our home and, you know, we're having, you know, being like Matthew and bringing them together and, You know, let this be our home for them, this place where they can be a refuge and we can pray with people in our home. As in my heart's desire, you know, is, you know, for me to stay home, like I just have this like vision of staying home and yeah, I love podcasting and I love writing and which I would continue to do that, but I also want to be able to stay home and, you know, have girls you know, my heart's desire is to have young women coming to my house and us just having coffee and, and praying with them and talking to them about their, uh, what they're going through. You know, that's always been my heart's desire. And I had this moment where I just sat there, I'm like, I'm not seeing where this is going. I'm not seeing where being a reporter is going. I, I see it more as a hindrance than, You know, I was having a Joseph moment where I'm just in here going, I'm in a prison. I'm not, you know, I have these dreams and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it, it, it's hard. And so, you know, I'm, I'm having to pray to God for, for, um, I'm having to pray to God to, you know, for guidance and in what to do. Because I told, you know, I, I, I broke down and I just said, I can't, you know, bear seeing my husband being sad because I'm not home when he gets to come home for lunch. I can't bear 
you know, the sadness that I see when he knows that I can't come home for several hours after he's home because I'm over at school board. You know, there's not any sadness when I'm over at women's Bible study because he knows I'm having a great time. But, you know, he's like, because the school board and, and Bighorn County can't, you know, they they are not united and their meetings can run up past 10 o'clock at night and they have an hour to drive home. And it's hard. And, you know, I'm praying every single time, Lord, please bring unity between these people. Please bring unity. And, you know, it's just hard. And, you know, I know it's different personalities at work. But it's hard because, yeah, there's other school boards all across the state of Wyoming that are getting done like at 8.30 at night. 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. And I'm sitting here going, why are they taking so long? <laughs> so... You know, I just want to be honest with my feelings. I Today was a hard day for me. And it's, you know, I do relate with Joseph. I do relate with Daniel that I'm sitting here going, okay. And I know, you know, I'm just praying to the Lord and trusting in him that his desires, you know, the desires he's put in my heart, you know, and I know they're from him because, you know, they're a desire you know, I know they're from him because they're good. And, you know, and it's something that he's placed in my heart. And it's hard, you know, because yes, I'm human. I live in the flesh and I live in this, you know, world today where we have everything right now. You know, we have our smartphone and we can always just go to Google right away and Google something or, you know, it's just right at our fingertips. And, you know, my timing isn't God's timing. And even though I don't see it, I'm going to still trust him and I'm still serving him and I'm not giving up. It's just I'm feeling down and, you know, the part and there's a part of me because of the stand I took that I'm not going to put myself in danger you know, for court, yeah, I'm going to probably have repercussions because of that. I'm going to have repercussions from my coworkers because of that. And it's hard because, like I told my husband, it's been hard. Like, yesterday was nice where I didn't feel like I had people looking over my shoulder. And, you know, I had this liberty to get stuff done, and I got it done early, and... You know, it's hard. It's like I a part of me doesn't want to go back when I'm supposed to go back on Thursday because I don't usually work Wednesdays. So I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm praying about it and you know, I'll probably end up going even though I don't feel like it. But, you know, I'm just, you know, praying to the Lord that, you know, and I'm I'm going to take my stand if... That if I am cornered and say, you know, I just felt an unction from the Holy Spirit that I need to leave. And I just didn't, I felt something telling me I had to go back. And if I, if I lose my job because of the stand that I take, it's, 
you know, it's what happens. And I trust the Lord will provide. And, you know, I'm just not going to let it control my life at this point. But I just want to share with you that, you know, as we're talking with, about Joseph, where he was sitting there going, well, you know, it wasn't you that, you know, telling his brothers, it wasn't you that sent me here. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve a remnant. And I have to keep telling myself that. And I, so, you know, it's something that we can learn that, you know, even though I'm talking about this stuff, I don't have it all together. And a lot of times when I speak about these things is because the Lord is dealing with it in my heart as well. And it's something that I tell the youth group kids that we just don't teach because, you know, that's what the, you know, what, you know, lesson we chose to put and pick. A lot of times we are going through it. I remember last year we were going through the armor of God with our youth group kids and every single week me and my friend who was like, you know, who was doing it with me, she's very anointed with the Holy Spirit and she's very anointed in worship. And her and I would be messaging each other almost every week going, I need prayer. And it was because, and it was actually dealing what we, with what we were teaching. So a lot of it is the enemy just kind of throwing it at me. And so it's been hard. It's been a hard day. But I'm not going to let the enemy stop me from doing a podcast. You know, I'm clocked out and I'm trusting the Lord that, yes, it's time that I, you know, money that I lost. But I know that the Lord will provide because I'm being obedient to him and what I have to do. And so, you know, I don't know where, you know, everything's going to go. You know, I'm praying about it. And if I feel the Holy Spirit... You know, it's just something that I have to take into consideration. And I know, like, last week I wrote an editorial because we saw Kobe Bryant, who was an NBA star, he he died. And, you know, as I was one day last week when I was driving to work, you know, it had lightly snowed, but it was weird because Wyoming is weird, you know. You'll drive along the highway and it'll be snowing, and then you go about, like, two feet and it's like it stopped snowing. That's how Wyoming is. You just don't know what the weather's going to do in Wyoming on your drive. You know, you can trust the weather report all you want. It's not really going to happen in Wyoming. (laughs) This was the one time it actually happened the way it was going to happen. But, um, you know, you know, I just felt the Lord saying, you know, how... You know, we see what Wyoming's weather is so irritable and changes so fast. Our life can change fast instantly. You know, Kobe Ryan and his daughter and those who were in that crash did not um, expect to to die. You know, they were in a helicopter and they weren't you know, thinking that they were going to die that day. It just happened, you know, and, you know, in one moment, their family was, went from having a normal day to having to pick out a casket and flowers, which they didn't plan. And, you know, me and my, 
or, you know, and as I was reading about Selena Not Afraid in Montana, where her, she went missing and they searched for her and they finally found her and she was in some sagebrush and they, either they had overlooked her, I don't know, but she really wasn't that far from where she had walked off from her broken down car. And she went from, so her family went from one day, you know, expecting their daughter to come home to having to search for her. They didn't think that would have to happen. They didn't think that they would also have to go and pick out a casket and, and, you know, have media cameras following them in their funeral at her their daughter's funeral they never expected that and I wrote an editorial and it was hard because I really couldn't you know because you know you can't share your faith because it offends people but I was sitting there going you know sometimes we're chasing our careers and we're chasing this and that that we miss out on the most important things you know, the Lord gives us important things. He gives us the ability to witness to people. He gives us the ability to, um, you know, share people are what Jesus has done for us. And yes, there are people, you know, the jobs that you're in, the, the coworkers you have, they're the ones you need to reach. You've put, been put in a sphere of influence. That's your Jerusalem. But at the same time, we're also to witness people to people outside of our work. Those that we come across in the grocery store. And then he also gives us important things like our husbands, our wives, our children, you know, our families, you know. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, you know, I was seeing everybody just saying, well, you need to have stories, stories, stories. We have to have like this big old newspaper. You know, we got to get awards for next year because, yeah, we didn't get any writing awards at WPA this year. I I didn't hardly submit anything because I've been in a year since, you know, told that I can't share my faith. Uh, it's just kind of been hard for me to write there and I'm just not proud of the writing that I have there other than some of my editorials, but yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you know, and I sit there and go, but that's not the important things, you know, and I actually get excited when I have to write stories about people who find redemption who get to go on a mission or this, this and that, you know, they're doing something really great. And, I'm, you know, it's, it's different. <laughs> and those are the times that I have fun where people that are overseas in another country like Kosovo, and they're trying to help the people there. And I'm just like, this is the things that matter the most. And so you know, I'm just in this part of my life where I'm evaluating what is more important and, you know, praying to the Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, and, you know, and I know there's people and it's because I'm sitting here going, life is short and I only have one time and I don't really have that much longer because Jesus is coming soon. 
So it's like, Lord, you're going to have to guide and direct me and my husband what you want us to do. And, you know, because we want to do what's of your will, not ours. And yes, if he keeps me there in the newspaper for a while longer, he does. I know he's put different desires in my heart and this is only a temporary thing. And so if I stay there, I stay there and, but I have to know his voice if he is telling me when to quit. So that's just something that I'm going through in my life and um, just felt led to share because I was, you know, and felt led to share that. So, yeah, you know, you can be praying for your for the person that you know you you listen to a podcast for. It's I came home and I was messaging to you know the women that are that is in my church. We have a Facebook group where or Facebook Messenger group where you can mess you know you put your prayer request because nobody else is going to see it. Maybe the government, but, um, you know, but they, you know, everybody needs Jesus. So if somebody from the government, government is watching our posts and they need Jesus, well, they're, they're getting the gospel right there. But, you know, as we're talking about our lives, but, um, so, you know, it's just been one of those days and, and all of that. And so, and I didn't realize that it, this was going to be 30 minutes already. Um, I just want to say that since talking about my halftime Super Bowl thoughts last yesterday, um, it's been interesting reading um, other articles and that I'm kind of not the only person that you know, because you kind of feel alone when you when you stand, and you're hearing a lot of voices, and I keep seeing it over, and you just want to fight with people on Facebook, but I don't. I only let the Lord lead me as He leads me, and I'm very careful with what I do on Facebook and what I post on Facebook and what I comment on on Facebook. So I don't pick every, you know, I don't get into every fight, but you know, you see a lot of the voices saying that. You know, we're making a stink. All we had to do was turn the channel. And it's... And I just thought that, you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know... I just thought, you know, we were all alone. But then I found all these articles. And there's all these moms. And they're, you know, Christian moms. And they're sharing their experience that they had at, with their kids after seeing the halftime show. And it's been neat that a lot of them have taken this opportunity, you know, after this event to share with their kids, you know, what God means for them, you know, and that, you know, it's been interesting, you know, as, you know, one mom laid out to her daughter that your body is a temple to the Lord. And when you're presenting it in a sexual way, like what was happening, you know, one, you're defiling the Lord's temple and you're also, you know, the Lord, you know, he has somebody for us. 
and you know like she was talking about that there's a man for her and in, in her life and and talking about that you know and she had shared that her and her daughter pray for her future husband which is something I think Christian parents should do with their kids when they start getting older they're getting to that teenage years where they're going to start dating to prepare it's just like opening up a savings account and saving for your your you know child's college fund you're praying for you know for this future husband or future wife and she was sharing that you know with this whole experience with Jennifer Lopez and them that you know we see that empowerment has, is equal to like sex but really it's not true empowerment is you know going like a lot of times just going against the culture and you know and see you know we see in the music industry and in the entertainment industry that they say sex sells and you know J-Lo and Shakira could have done the other way you know, just had a straight microphone, sat on a, on a stool and sang their heart out, fully clothed. And it would have actually been a more empowering um, performance because they are going against the normal culture of what they are supposed to do as superstars. And that really when they're giving, you know, showing their body and in scantily clothes and they're you know, doing all these weird moves, you know, they're, they're practically saying that they're only, you know, their physical looks is only what's good. And the Lord has made us with so much more that, you know, he's given us personalities and that, you know, and I tell young people that haven't gotten married yet, that there is a person for them and that there's a person out there that loves God so much and when they love God so much, they're going to see you as a gift and um, from him. And they're going to treat you with respect. They're not going to just treat you because of your body or, or just for sex. They're going, to, they're going to treat you as a gift from God. And so it's been interesting to see all the different articles and the parents, Christian parents out there that are taking that time to share their, with their kids. And I think that's another thing we need to do when situations like this happen. If you have kids, you know, and you're a Christian, you're a believer, sit down and talk to them and share with them what the Lord's actual plan for them is and remind them that, you know, they're much more than what, you know, our society says and, you know, prepare them. And so that that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, since we're practically 40 minutes into this podcast, I'm going to call this a bonus episode and I'm going to post this and then I'm going to post a daily reading because, um, yeah, Life happens, and I don't know, maybe this podcast is going to help somebody who's actually going the f through the fire or having a moment like Joseph, too. I don't know, that so that they don't feel alone. And so, 
Um, I'm just going to do that. And so, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. And, Lord, we just thank you that even when we don't see where we're going, God, that you're still God. You're with us in the fire. You're with us in the prison cells. You're with us when we're struggling in our workplaces. You're with us when we're, when the enemy is just throwing doubt in our way. And that, Lord, you're with us and you give us your armor to fight back the enemy, Lord God. And that, Lord, your word is filled with promises of your faithfulness, of your goodness. Lord, I pray that, Lord, if there are people out there that are struggling right now, such as myself, Lord, I just pray that you would come and your presence would just give peace that is beyond understanding, Lord God. And I just pray that you give us discernment in, in what your will is. And we just thank you. For all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm.